have work to do. There are things that have to be done in this earth that is going to require only us as believers to do it. And we cannot do that. We cannot carry out God's will in this earth if we ourselves aren't in the proper position. I was listening to, um, I was listening to the, the message again last week because um, a little bit of vanity. I like hearing my own voice, if you guys haven't known that already. But I had mentioned this last week. said, you know, a lot of times believers are so unhappy with their lives is because they're not doing what God called them to do. Like you get upset because things aren't working out right because you're not in the right position. So I haven't received anything. Lord said, well, you're in the wrong field. You're not even, you can't reap a harvest from this field because I didn't tell you to be here. You should be there, but you're here. And my provision for you isn't here. It's over there. So I want to get you to there. And as believers, we have to stop reading our own press and actually believe the word of God. So real fast, let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to start in the first verse. We're going to read to verse 5. 2 Corinthians 3. 3, 1 through 5. And I'm going to read this to you in the Amplified. It says, are we starting to commend ourselves again? So are we starting to do this again? Or do we not, like some false teachers, need written credentials or letters of recommendation to you or from you? Do we? No. You yourselves are our letter of recommendation, our credentials, written on your hearts to be known, perceived, recognized, and read by everyone. Read by everybody. You show and make obvious that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us. Not written with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. We are back to that heart again. Verse 4 says, such is the reliance and confidence that we have through Christ toward and with reference to God. Not that we are fit, qualified, and sufficient in ability of ourselves to form personal judgments. Or to claim or to count anything as coming from us, but our power and ability and sufficiency are from whom? God. God. Amen. <laughs> it says our ability and our power and our sufficiency come from God. We talked about this last week about being self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. We, we know that verse. Yes. It said, but your self-sufficiency is a result of God's sufficiency. Yes operating in your life. God wants us to do wonderful, miraculous, powerful things in this earth. Mighty, mighty things. But we will not be able to do that if we don't tap into the power source. We like to be self-sufficient, requiring no aid or support. We want that. And you see it in our daily actions. Stay away. I got this. I can handle this. What God is calling for is you to tap in, to say, Lord, I need you. I want to be with you. I require you. Mm -hmm. Fill me to overflowing. That's 
that's what I want. Yes. So I can impact this world. Yes. We talked about last week, and it was kind of funny, about being a superhero. Yes. When I read Genesis, when I read it, and it talks about the creation of man and woman, I keep hearing in my head, you are a super creation. A super creation. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. But God's perfect creation, you, were meant to do super things. To be super beings. To do super things in this earth. And it's up to you to believe that, to step into that, and then to walk in it. So I want to talk to you and I want to show you the God gene that you all have. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. You know, and I thank God for the, the, the lesson that the pastor is doing on Wednesday nights because, you know, I, I think we're, what, at chapter 5, maybe? And um, it's phenomenal. It just blew my head off. Like all this, all, all the, the tiny little intricate things. We're going to get to some place at the end that I'm telling you is going to be crazy. But I want to show you this God gene. And if you uh, have the Amplified, verse 26. And God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority. I like that. Complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. Verse 20, it says, And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. And have dominion, again with the dominion, over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. So, here is... Your God gene, right here. It tells you how you're created. You literally have God coursing through your veins right now. God Himself. Think about that. Like the hair follicles on my head, most of them that are still there, have God woven into them. My very DNA. The very essence of who I am is filled with God himself. And with that God gene, I was created to rule, dominate, subdue, and replenish. That is your job as his special little creation. To live a life of dominance. It talks about having dominion over every single thing upon the earth. I mean, it listed them out. So, so there's nothing that can fly over you that will have dominion over you. There's nothing that can swim underneath you that will have dominion over you. There's nothing that crawls upon this earth that will have dominion over you. You, in fact, have dominion over it and everything. So when you hear that, you should be empowered to think, I'm pretty special. God has a plan for me and gave me a specific assignment. Not to be broken down, not to be weak, but to be strong. Not to be passive, but to be aggressive. See, you can't subdue anything 
if you are passive. Okay? When armies conquer other countries, they don't ask them nicely, can I take you over? They come and they say, I'm taking over. And you either will get in line or you'll be gone. That's how you subdue and dominate. Now, I'm not telling you to go around and dominate your neighbors, your coworkers, your husband, your wife, or anything like that. But what I want you to see is the thought process and how you should act as a spiritual being, as God's creation, as his child. You should have inside of you the drive, the will to do, and conquer anything. Because that's what he's called you to do. So... I really, really bought into the idea of me being this superhero. I mean, everything about that says strong. Everything about that says extraordinary. And that's what he's calling us to be. This right here, the God gene that you have coursing through your veins, sets your authority. Hear me. That is your passport. It sets your authority in every situation because God created you to be that person. So when situations come, my authority has already been set through God, through his son. I have dominion over this situation because he's already set my authority. He's given me the rules as to how I should operate in this earth. And so many reasons why, there's so many reasons why folks draw back from this and don't do exactly what God has called you to do. We talk about, Lord, put me in my wealthy place. I want all of your hand of blessing, your grace, your mercy. I want all of the good stuff. But we won't do what's required. Now, when you look at Adam and Eve from the very beginning, they are created and put in a place of plenty. Adam and Eve did not have to worry about where's my next meal coming from? Did my checkbook balance? They didn't have to worry about any of those things because their sufficiency wasn't in themselves. It was in whom? God. They had a singular focus. Adam didn't work a day in his life. Until. Until. He let his connection, be severed with God. Now, God is calling you as his special little creation to get back into the family. He said, I want you to commune with me just the way you were intended to. Reestablish your connection so now your life can be, like we said last week, easy. Where he is supplying everything that I need. See, I want to get back to original man. Where all I get from God is time and provision. All right. <laughs> See, when we fully buy into this plan here, then you will start to see the impact that the world should have by us because we are now tapping into our power source. Real fast, let's go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3. 
verse 9 and 10. It talks about this. It says, Do not lie one to another, for you have stripped off the old, unregenerative self with its evil practices. And have clothed yourselves in the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into the fuller and more perfect knowledge, upon knowledge, after the image, the likeness of him who created it. He said, listen, your life right now, as a believer, should be about acquiring knowledge. Not knowledge of yourself, but knowledge of him. He said, because you've put on the new man, and in the terms that he's speaking here, we have decided to throw our old life away, and we've decided to become the creation that God wants us to be. So now all we're going to do is seek him, get to know him, love him, spend time with him, and increase daily, or be renewed and remolded into that image that God has called me to be. See, what you see here in Colossians is a plan for your life. It said, I want to get you to the point where there's no resistance from you. And all you're willing to do is let me take you where I want you to go. So when you see your field where your harvest is there and your crops have sprouted and are ready and waiting to be harvested by you. Said, so I want to put you in a position to get there. That's right. I want you to get out of this barren wasteland yeah. where clearly there is nothing here. Yeah. And I want you over there. Said, so, but you only get that if you desire me first. Right. You only get to that wealthy place if you desire me first. And the reason why I say this is because I keep going back to the Garden of Eden. It's, it's funny that they didn't have to worry about prosperity. You know Why? Because they let God take care of them. They didn't spend time on their knees saying, God, please help me, help me, help me. Because they just let him. They had a singular focus. Him. And when you see the fall happen, when Adam and Eve sin and they get booted out of the garden, that's when you see the first work day implemented said, because you decided to not have this connection with me, because you wanted to be Clark Kent and not Superman, you now are going to have to work every day. And you're going to have to work really hard just to get a little bit. When I want you to be super like me and walk in my garden of plenty, all that is required is you to spend time with me yes. and increase every day, mm-hmm. every day, yes. so that you can be the person that I want you to be. When you see the Great Commission, Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. He gives them a special, special sort of treat. He said, I want you to go out to all the earth, spreading this gospel to every single person that you meet. Because his desire is for all of us to live the way that Adam and Eve were supposed to live. That's his desire. So that's the reason why you want to spread the good news. Mm -hmm. So so you can bring other people in. Mm -hmm. 
Now, we're, you know, last Sunday I gave you First John. Well, I gave you John 1, 1 through 17 to read. And it talks about Jesus being the light. And then you having that light inside of you. So that no matter where you go, what you do, people can see there's someone special here. But so many times we are living our lives covering up our life and our light. When in actuality, he wants you to do this. Watch this. He wants you to be super all the time. He said, I want you, I want you to be this guy. See, now last Sunday I talked about bringing my tights and my cape, and I decided that we weren't that progressive. That we weren't ready to see Dave in his jumpsuit. Well, you know. But when you read through John, it talks about how you should be. And the only way you get to that place is through your trust and reliance completely on God. He said, just trust me. Trust me at your basic level. Trust me and I will bless you. Trust me and I will see you through. Trust me and I will take you to that place that you want to go. See, most of the time we have the same goal. Lord, I want to do well. I want to do great things, but he's got to drag you by the nose because you won't submit to his plan. You want to do it on your own, but he wants you to submit so that he can take you to where you need to be. Real fast. Let's go to James chapter three. James chapter three. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) James chapter 3, verse 8. It's almost like you know where I'm headed. So it says, But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who were made in God's likeness. Now, verse 10 says, out of the same mouth coming forth blessing and cursing, these things, my brethren, ought not be so. Does a fountain send forth simultaneously from the same opening fresh water and bitter? No, it's impossible. And what you have now read right here is your spiritual kryptonite. Kryptonite. You have seen what will make you weak. says, listen, I want you to be like me. I want you to operate just like I do. I want you to dominate, subdue in every single thing that you do. But when you get to this point here about your little tongue and the things that you say, it cuts you off at the knees and now has rendered you Helpless and powerless. Let me put it to you this way. Some of the meanest people I know that can cut you apart with their mouth 
are believers. It says, with your mouth, you'll bless and you'll curse. This ought not to be so. It says, the reason why you are not operating in your super anointing, your super abundance, is because you can't shut up. It says, when you read this, it talks about a double-minded person. See, you can't praise and curse out of the same mouth. Two concepts can't stand there together. Just like God can't be in the presence of sin. So if that's the case, what's left in your mouth? So what you need to do today, and we've had a very long conversation about this verse, is that you need to get your mouth in order. You need to get your behavior in order. You need to get your attitude in order so that you can stop taking off that super anointing and putting on that old sinful man. We talked about the God gene, and it gives you a way. One, you were created to be this way. He says, when you read in John, as soon as you believe in my son, he said, you're brought back into the family too. And because of that, I heap upon you spiritual gifts and blessings. Imagine what you would look like if God heaped upon you spiritual gifts and blessings. And it talks about favor in that verse too. So as a believer, I should have spiritual gifts, favors, blessing, be dominant in every area of my life. And the only reason why I don't is because of this thing here. So Dave, you know, you asked me to show me yourself. You you said, you know, you asked that prayer very clearly. Lord, show me me. said, well, this is you. Said, get it together. Said, get it together. He said, because every time you spew venom out of your mouth, you are destroying yourself from the inside out. The pastor talked about it earlier. Said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciple. If you have what? Love one for another. So that's how I know that you are super. Like back in the day, the super friends used to have rings. And without the ring, you couldn't be part of the club. That's how they knew who you were, because you had the ring. So, So right here, it's saying, when I see you and I see love upon you, I now know that you are part of my super friend family. See, but there's folks sitting in the church that don't have the super friend outfit on. They're not clothed in love. So therefore, they're aliens in this building. So you can't be super. You can't be the creation that I created you to be if you do not embrace love in your life. You can't shine your light upon all men when every time you open your mouth, light's not coming out, but darkness. See, what we're getting to here is a paradigm shift in the way we think, we act, we talk, we walk, we interact with each other. So because he wants you to have a singular focus, 
God himself. He wants to live on the inside of you all of the time. And when we don't allow him to do that, you are destroying your own life. That's six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 right here. And uh, I'm going to read 14 all the way down to 21. And I'm going to read this really fast. But we know this. It says, uh, For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ. Stick a pen in this, that you are built together in Christ. Okay? Just something just some, just some to think about. It said, I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name from. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the innermost man by the Holy Spirit, himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. Stick a pen in that. He wants you to indwell in your innermost being and personality. He wants to be included in everything about you. Huh. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, and make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. Says, you want to get the strength that I have for you, you need to be deep-rooted and founded on love. Hmm. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth, the length, and the height, and the depth of it? That you may really come to know, practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being, until the fullness of God may have the richest measure of divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Hmm. Verse 20. Now, we like verse 20, right? We get excited over verse 20. We love it. Now to him who by a consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us. His power working in us. Not your power, not your cousin's power, not your neighbor's power. His power working in you is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and or dreams. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so that's a lot to read, right? Yes. And I got three minutes to get to my point. He wants you to know him practically. He wants you to know him on a very basic level and build from there. We talked about being renewed and remodeled every day, but you have to start somewhere. So, Lord, I'm going to start with your love. And guess what? That's all you'll need. He said, once you start there, 
then you'll be fully and wholly filled with God himself. And be able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly above all. Here's the kicker. Not your purpose, but his purpose. I want the super abundantly above all. I want it. Yes, Lord, help me. Bless me. For my own personal gain. But it says right there. He will do this for you so that you can carry out his purpose, his plan, his will. When your thought process isn't about him, then the super abundantly doesn't happen. Like the doctor here said right now, he said, we need to get out and do these things for God. And then all of it will come into play. See, when you talk about Matthew 6 and 33, it says, don't worry about all those other things. Just seek me first, seek my way of doing and being, and then all of this other will happen. He said, all I want you to do is be super for me. Everywhere you go, everything that you do, so people can see the light that is shining deep inside you, so that they can say, hey, you know what? I want what you have. Not the things you have, but what you have. When you do that, game over. When you do that, the game is over. Lord, I want you to be a part of my very being. I want you to hold me together. I want you to be involved in every area of my life. I want to be the person that you are looking for to carry out your purpose in this earth. When the Bible talks about greater works, shall you do? Said you will do all of these great things. It's not so you can become famous, so you can become rich. It's so you can spread the good news and bring more people into the family so they can be super just like you. We went through this entire exercise here last Sunday and this Sunday so that we can show you who you really are because there is a special plan for your life. There is a special plan for your life. A super abundant plan for your life. If you let him take you there. I want you to read, uh, I want you to write these verses down real fast. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 in the Amplified talks about himself dwelling in your innermost being. John 3 and 3 in the Amplified talks about through Jesus Christ all things were made. And nothing will exist without him. All things. Okay? All things. Every single thing that was made was made through him. So you can't get all of those things without him. As a believer, understand that you need Jesus in the worst kind of way. When you embrace that, you will start to see the super abundant lifestyle happen because you are allowing him to take you where you should go. I'm going to read something for you real fast. Colossians chapter 1. 
you're going to have to stop doing that. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. And I'll read this in the Amplified. It says, For it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth, things seen and unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities. All things were created and exist through him by his service and intervention. And in and for him. And he himself existed before all things. And in him, all things consist, cohere, and are held together. Through Jesus Christ himself, everything is complete. Everything is held together by Jesus Christ himself. Without it, the plan falls apart. You cannot be super without the ultimate superpower. You can't expect to do great things without Jesus at the focus of your life. You can't get the hand of blessing if you're not seeking the hand. If you're just seeking what's in it, then you've missed the point. Then you've missed the point. I want... Can you show that picture for me? The first one? Now, I'm going to explain what that is in a second. Now, Sister Rhonda hooked me up with this a couple weeks ago. And I'd never seen it, never heard of it, ever. But reading it, watching the video, it blew my mind. This right here is an artist's representation of laminate. It is a, hold on, I want to make sure I say this right. It is a cell adhesion molecule. Its job is to hold other cells together. It functions like glue. It provides support and attachments for all of the other cells. Now, here's the interesting thing. There's not a single thing on this planet that is made that doesn't have that in it. Okay. So, what does that look like? Show me number five. It looks like that. So, when you think about this, at the very center of your body, sitting in that chair right now, that is holding you together. He wants you to be super, so bad that he created your entire body with literally him. Yes. Wow. If you had no laminate in your body, you know what happened? You would turn into a puddle. That's right. It's the truth. Because its job literally is to keep it together. Now, folks will use, you can throw that first one back up. Folks will use this laminate protein as, you know, a way to, to, prove that God exists. I don't need it to prove that God exists. I already know. Because that word told me. But it's pretty nice to see that. And understand that if you try to live a life without God at the center, just like this laminin here, you are literally pulling yourself apart and will destroy yourself from the inside out.
He wants you to be great. He wants you to do great things. He wants you to walk around with that S on your shirt all the time. He wants you to, you know, leap tall buildings in a single bound. He wants you to do that. He wants you to be a weapon. He wants you to be an instrument of change, not for your purpose, but for his. But you can only do that if he is at the center of you. So that I've already endued you with power. There's an example. It's already there. And it's going to be up to you to actually utilize it and put it into action. Stop trying to pull the glue apart. Instead, let us do its job. So every morning, you strap on your super suit. Every morning, you put on your love. And every morning, you let him operate deep inside of you so that you can start to do mighty things in the world. And as a result of that, he will take care of you. When you get to that point, then you've become the creation that you were created to be. That's all I got. That's all I got. But it is important. It is so important that you understand, even on a cellular level, how important God is for you and all the things that he wants to do for you. See, so when you read those scriptures again about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, he is literally strengthening you. He's literally doing it. Even, Even when you're trying to run away from him, he's still with you. Like we talked about it before, like how can you run away from God? You really can't because he's actually inside you. So you might as well just give in. You can't run away. You might as well buy into the plan so that you can go from barren land to land of plenty. Being great is a byproduct of being the creation that he created you to be. Being prosperous is a byproduct of that. It happens automatically when you decide to function the way God created you to function. Renewing yourself every day through the knowledge of him more and more and more. I pray that you got a little something out of this. I pray that you got a tiny, tiny little bit that you heard maybe something that will stick like glue to you. So that we can actually start doing the things that God created you to do. Being mighty upon this earth. That's what I want. I want to be strong. That's right. I don't want to be weak. No. I want to be above only and never again beneath. So now, you know, that's me. That's my praise now. Like I come into church and I'm like, yes, I am strong. So we're going to have our communion today. We're going to take the elements today. You're going to have an opportunity 
to get it right. So when there was a time where I said, you know what, Lord, I, I didn't really want to seek your hand. I really didn't want to seek your face. I didn't want to see you at all. When I only wanted to see your provision and not the provider, Lord, forgive me for that. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Lord, I want to get right in right standing with you. Lord, I want to be in proper position so that I can have your will be done in my life.